0: Well, it's been a big day for the Adani Group. It's been a big day for millions of small investors in the country, with the Supreme Court uh, making very clear in its uh, in its judgment on the Hindenburg case a series of points uh, which uh, which suggest that just uh, you know facts pulled out of third-party reports without any process of verification, among other points, couldn't be accepted by the Supreme Court in uh, coming to a decision, a finality, on a case as important as Hindenburg. Joining us now for his views on this, uh, Mr. Vinayak Chatterjee. Thanks very much, sir, for being with us. Mr. Chatterjee, lots of points mentioned by the report. I'm just going to go through a a couple of them. Um, The court has said, and let me just quote what the court has said, We must observe that public interest jurisprudence under Article 32 was expanded by this court to secure access to justice and to provide ordinary citizens with an opportunity to highlight legitimate uh, causes. Uh, And therefore, it has a particular purpose. However, petitions that lack adequate research and rely on unverified and unrelated material tend to be counterproductive. Uh, Is this what ultimately... All of these allegations in this case came true. They were counterproductive because they were essentially not verified.
1: So, uh, Vishnu, the uh, thanks for getting me on this subject because I have studied the case pretty thoroughly. What you mentioned today is right, but it is one of the many moving parts. So, if you allow me, yes, please. maybe in one minute, I can just tell you the five broad principles that the Supreme Court judgment has brought to the fore. Uh, may I proceed? Uh, so that the viewers have the benefit of simplifying the court judgment. So so the first one is that the court very clearly says that it does not want to step into a legitimate jurisdiction of a technical regulator, which in this case is SEBI. And this has come again and again, where if you remember, the imported coal case with ultra mega power plants the supreme court had sent the matter back to the power sector regulator saying these are technical issues and the supreme court should not step into the jurisdiction of an independent regulator in this case it happens to be sebi unless and it's an important point the supreme court makes unless the petitioners are able to prove that it violates fundamental rights or any provisions of the constitution so therefore in this case the supreme court is not satisfied that it has to that there are any issues of violation of fundamental rights or constitutional invalidities so it does not want to step into the into the into the realm into the jurisdiction of an independent regulator now this is a very important point the second important point it makes is that third party reports cannot be regarded as conclusive proof uh, whether they are independent reports like the OCCRP report or whether they are newspaper reports. Now it says they can be produced as inputs, but meet, but should never be taken Correct. as conclusive evidence. Yes. That's bucket number two. Bucket number three is that it does a deep dive on the regulatory structure and the, shall we say, the disclosures required in the FPI regulations, yes. the port- foreign portfolio in, uh, investors. Now it goes into great length. In simple terms it says that the court, the Supreme Court is satisfied that the way the current disclosure norms are structured with the latest version of the FBI rules, they see no invalidity in that and therefore no constitutional or legal issues and SEBI can investigate within those and there is really no opaqueness as has been suggested. The second last bucket, the fourth bucket, is that the Supreme Court in this case does not see the necessity for transferring the case to another investigating authority. It says it is well within its right to do so provided it is convinced that such a transfer to an independent regulatory authority like the ED or CBI is required. But in this case it believes that SEBI has enough intellectual capital, legislative powers to investigate in its own right and therefore does not will not entertain the idea of transferring to another agency. My last bucket which is bucket 5 is really a clarification of a few other points made by the petitioners. One, you rightly said and I'm not going to delve into detail because you've already covered it in your opening remarks. It cautions against the use of public interest litigation with unverified reports. You've already talked about it. Let me not say it again. It dismisses any hints about the reports I mean, in the past, on the directorate But of sir, Religious Let me ask you
0: one point because we've, we've mentioned me? this. One key aspect over here, which we haven't discussed as yet, that the Supreme Court says, and I quote, SEBI and the investi- investigative agencies of the government shall probe into whether the loss suffered by Indian investors because of the conduct of Hindenburg research and any other entities in taking short positions involved any in infraction of the law, and if so, suitable action shall be taken. This yeah. is huge, so absolutely. You, you Someone has to, to be accountable. It,
1: you, yeah, yeah. So, what you are saying is that any loss to Indian investors because of illegalities in short selling yes. will continue to be investigated by SEBI and if there are any infirmities found, then action will be taken. That's a very logical stand. And then let me just complete my yes, other point yes. that, that the Directorate of Revenue Intelligence letter was completely tangential to the case. It has been settled. Uh, and had done and dusted and therefore there was no need to bring it up again. And the allegations, uh, they were in fact said mischievous allegations of conflict of interest among members of the expert committee are unsubstantiated and rejected. That Vishnu is the broad theme, the five clusters, the broad theme of the Supreme Court judgment. So it sends some very, very important legal, regulatory and constitutional messages. But over to you.
0: Mr. Chatterjee, one other key point I found uh, really critical, the court said that it was necessary to strengthen the regulatory framework and protect investors and ensure the orderly functioning of the securities market because at the end of the day, we aren't just talking about the Adani group, we are talking about millions of small investors in India who've had in many cases their life savings wiped out because of a report penned in the United States which at the end of the day, so many months later, our Supreme Court said essentially doesn't apply. Uh, it's to protect investors as well. I think that's a huge signal. Signal not just for today, but for tomorrow as well.
1: Yes, you're, you're very right, Vishnu. I mean, this is a different form of aggression against a country, against small investors where anybody can publish uh, a report uh, either for maligning a group or maligning a country or out of pure economic interest that it has it has great pecuniary benefit in short selling because it has taken positions on short selling. So, I think the court is correct in its assessment that with this learning, with this lesson, we must safeguard uh, both our nation, our, de- our uh, businessmen and developers, as well as the uh, small and not-so-small investors. It affects everybody, not just small investors. So, it is a wake-up call to see what the loopholes are and how they can be plugged.
0: All right, Mr. Chatterjee, we we'll leave it over there. Thank you very much uh, for joining us and sharing us you know, your views on the judgment, uh, on the order of the Supreme Court today. Thank you.